Well, hello everyone. Hope you're enjoying the reading of the Bruno Bauer book, the most banned book in the world, they say. Rolling world, that is. In Prussia, when it was released, all copies were confiscated and burned, except for one that escaped. And I think Mr. Bauer was given a prison sentence for writing such a dastardly book. But we've got a copy of it. And uh, let me read it for you. We're already on page number 20. We finished up on page 19 last time. If you are enjoying the book, please uh, do comment. You can also donate a uh, little bit of cash and help pay for things like this. A lot of times when the Lites want information kept covered, they... They make it available to you. If you're a multimillionaire, you get a little extra thousand dollars here for a book to throw on. Amazonian as it is, then have at it, but most people cannot or would not ever pay an exorbitant fee for just a book. Lord. But anyway, we got hold of it. And we are on page twenty. Let's recap just a bit. I'm going to get the last paragraph, page 19. Man, it goes like this. <clears throat> the self-created misery of real life is proof that in this way man knows only the negative to counsel himself amid all his fears and concerns that he refrain from, top page 20, Soiling himself. He does not have time to wash himself and show his face to the world as it was created by nature and animated by the free spirit. His fear of himself dissolves all true self-knowledge, self-esteem, and love for humanity. Still, they tell the believer to love the highest being, which first and most importantly he must fear. How can he do that? Quoting Bollinger again here, quote, They say the fear of the Christian is a childish fear. But words don't change the substance of the issue. A son who fears his father, who can never reasonably mistrust his fury, who must fear his arbitrariness, will never truly love him, unquote. Well, <laughs> it won't be denied that likewise God's love for humans is a religious doctrine. Humanity, indeed, cannot fall so deep that it would throw itself away completely, irredeemably and irrevocably. It can throw itself away. Religion is this throwing away of itself. But humanity will recollect itself again and to learn to respect itself. It will mangle itself. Religion is this bloody sacrifice. But it will reconcile itself again. It cannot escape from itself because it is everything, even the nothing in religion into which it throws itself is only its own deed, its own arbitrary fantasy, 
and its own wretchedness. Therefore, love, self-respect, and reconciliation with oneself are a teaching and deed of religion, and necessarily so. But its love is arbitrary. Self-respect immediately changes back into self-despising and self-mistrust. Reconciliation cannot take away that conflict. Love and hate, self-respect and self-castigation. Reconciliation and conflict alternate with each other tumultuously. They follow each other with the ferocity of fever heat and they just don't neutralize each other enough to stop this wild game. Humanity pushes itself off from itself and reels back to itself just to throw itself, just throw away itself again and in the next top of page 21 moment stop itself from falling because in religion it has lost the true center in itself. Heading 1.6 The Game of Arbitrariness And here's a quote, a very long quote, the entire page is nothing but this quote. Why did Jesus ascend to heaven after death? If what we pretend of him in a faithful Jewish manner shall be true, that God wished to give to Jesus the realms of earth and to restore peace on earth through Jesus, He would be a thousandfold more necessary and useful for man on earth than in heaven. What good reason might Christians claim for God not keeping his word regarding the Lord Jesus? Why does God call Jesus into heaven while he should be Lord on earth to judge the living and the dead in the way we imagine it? If Jesus has overcome the devil, why is the devil still ruling the whole world and handicapping the Savior for so many centuries after he was overcome? Why did Jesus not take his realm right after his resurrection, as indicated by his Father? What was the reason for allowing him to ascend to heaven first and meanwhile let everything on earth get turned topsy-turvy? Yes, let us inquire so that Jesus may sit himself to the right of God and represent us. Good answer. I thought that through the death of his innocent son, God was completely reconciled with mankind. But I understand that he is still angry with us. In spite of all the gratification and redemption of Jesus, God delivers us to the devil again? (laughs) Have we not already sent the Lord Jesus into heaven to represent us before him? What is the meaning of this babble? The same God that had been so angry about the sins of man that he had decided to damn all of them into hell forever, shall he suddenly change in such a way as that he shows completely different qualities and moods in his son? than he had had in himself so shortly before? For as regards those for as regards those humans whom he previously considered his worst enemies, he fell in love with them in such a way 
that he desired to be born from them himself. He had hardly united himself with humanity, precisely in the figure of a son with whom he testified to be well-pleased when it came to his mind that those same humans have not satisfied him enough for the offenses, 22, they previously did to him, and that without satisfaction, there'd be no way to forgive them their sins. What, quote, what was to be done? On one side, he loved mankind, and on the other, he hated them. Neither of these emotions did he wish to forego. It was necessary to do something to make evident what wonderful results love and hate can bring when they are well balanced. So he once again became so gruesome, gracious, and inhumane, merciful, that he let his enemies break his own neck and his only and innocent sons so that he could forego his anger against them. One only begins to believe that this really happened now and that God is completely reconciled with us now. And then one must hear again that we still need a representative before him so that he may not again become angry with us. Unquote. Edelman, page 206 and 207. Quote, This unchangeable God is alternating moved by love and anger, vengeance and mercy, benevolence and remorse at his benevolent deeds. In his conduit, he never shows the steadiness, this steadiness that constitutes the character of wisdom. This God who at the same time calls himself God of vengeance, God of mercy, God of armies, and God of peace is successively cold and hot, and his law is arbitrariness. The Christian has no right at all to look down in the way he does upon the polytheism of the pagans, although he does not revere several gods. His God is triune, unjust, weak, unsteady, and contradicts himself in a hundred ways. And that quote was from De la Ceres, Examen de la Religion. The polytheism of the pagans that reveres individual powers that men obey and serve in different gods is a clear and reasonable system compared with a Christian monotheism that adds innumerable self-contradicting qualities to its one God. The strongest violence could hardly prevent one of these puffed-up qualities from overbalancing the other. One quality overlaps the other in their mutual struggle, makes one fact, which is supposedly determined by both qualities at the same time, and so becomes something fantastic, bizarre, and impossible. For example, quote, an innocent God becomes the slaughter victim of a just God who loves him and is pleased well by him. And that's from Bollinger. And that will complete our reading for this time. We've completed page 22. 
book up on page 23 next time. If you're interested in supporting this podcast, click here. Not the herd. You can do so using the tool of the internet's email service. Send your email to PayPal via the name of this podcast, which is click here podcast at protonmail.com and you can support it in any which way that you would like. Keep in mind, rare books are very, very expensive and very difficult to get a hold of. And I do appreciate any support you can give from your way. I hope you're enjoying this reading. We'll pick up next time on page 23. And we are reading the book Christianity Exposed by Bruno Bauer from 1843. Thanks, and have a wonderful day.